Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Steve, Nick. How you feeling doing? a bit sad this morning. Why are you feeling sad, mate? Is it because the having... sun's not out? Um, that is it's a bit overcast and, mm. and sad looking, but also Wolverhampton Wanderers lost a last minute goal to Burnley last night, which means their hopes of European um, Cup football are, are gone. Well, I can see why that would upset you because you had no ability to affect that in any way. So that's a good thing to to attach your emotions to something that you can't control in life. What a brilliant oh, idea. I know, definitely think more of you for thinking kick sport is important. You've got to ride on the waves when it's going good and you've just got to take it on the chin when it goes bad. You've got, you got, you got no when to fold them, no when to hold them. Anyway, I took solace from the fact that, did you know that Wolves were the first club to get the COVID testing in the new <laughs> Premier League thing? Do you know what? I didn't know that, Nick. <laughs> Okay, well, so, so this is, cup this of COVID. Is the, so let, this let's is a go. Piece, is a cup of COVID. So, it's um, a cup of COVID. So yeah, basically, all Premier League clubs. Did you know at the moment are tested regularly every week? Right. It's done and that's through a just the the PCR test, just the whether they've got the got the infection currently. That test. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, and all of the staff are tested as well. It's done through a private company, apparently in Hong Kong. Right. So they send off the samples. And I just thought, oh, I wonder how many have got it at the moment. Very few get it, footballers. So I'm mm. looking at the data. So they've been testing since the middle of May, and they test sort of in sort of two or three day batches. Yeah. And initially they tested 748 people, and there were six positives. So that, sorry, this is just in Wolves, or are we now looking across it's the whole? It's the whole of the Premier League. Wolves were just the okay. first team to do the testing. Initially. Right. Okay. So very few tests. And in the past few weeks, so I've just got data going back sort of. Um, ended end of June into July, the week 29th to 5th of July. They did two almost 2,000 tests and there were no positive tests, uh, tests at all. Right. Before that, 2,000, over 2,001 testing positive. So there's very few. Well, you, you would expect, I mean, just from the general population, people that aren't older at risk, of which professional athletes would be one part of them, to be about between about 1 in 10,000, between 1 in 10,000, 1 in 5,000, would you expect? Oh, yeah, I don't know what the national um, positive... It is. It's about that. Yeah. Okay, there you go then. So that's pretty... So, pretty so, so I wouldn't have expected any of them to have it anyway. Oh, well, there you go, Steve. You should have been there, a consultant advisor, Maybe shouldn't what? you? So you I should have done. Because I, I can do basic fractions. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought that was quite interesting. If they do test positive, they just isolate them for seven days and test them again after seven days. Nick, it's, it's, so it's, pretty, it's a pretty streamlined system. Uh, so this good. is I... putting football on my plate. So this is providing me with my disappointment of a this, Wednesday evening. This is the Venn diagram of science. It's spoiling my Wednesday evening. I've got a nice beer, looking forward to my dinner, and then I'm just depressed until I go to bed. Look, I was thinking about this the other day, right? There is a solution to stop COVID. There is a solution. Uh, what's that, Steve? You're Kill not gonna, you're not, no, there's a better solution. Kill some people, <laughs> right? This is the thing, right? If everyone just stayed at home, everyone yeah. on planet Earth for 10 days, job done. Now, this does mean that everyone in hospitals would currently die. <laughs> All old people <laughs> would die. Anyone at risk would probably die. But, but it would be over. Global pandemic finished. 
right? Great, and Steve. you might argue that you might save more lives in the long run. Hey, dude, have you thought about going for that job that Dominic Cummins was advertising? <laughs> you know, the crazy crackpot one. I think you'd fit in with his gang. That would sometimes, go down well. Nick, There'd be some stroking of chins and nodding. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, going back to the football thing. Yeah. I also found there's actually a journal called Science and Medicine in Football. Wow. I didn't know that. Like, oh, the scientific journal. And I found a paper. I mean, there's lots of different types of paper on body mechanics and statistics of players running around and tactics. Mm-hmm. There's also one on sleeping on in tournaments. You know, when you go away or when one goes away, you wouldn't go away on a football tournament, Steve. Mm. And if you were a player and you went away on a football tournament with important games, do you think you'd sleep more or less? Well, I mean, this is one of the arguments for the kind of home advantage, right? The, the, the people always say part of it's the crowd and, you know, you know where you are, but also the fact that people that have to, teams that have to travel to, uh, to other, um, you know, other stadia to, to, to perform, they, uh, they quite often they say that this might be that because they, they get bad sleep because they're, you know, in hotels or whatever. Um, I would think that you would sleep, well, I would think you sleep less, but given you brought it up, I'm going to say you sleep more. You do, yeah. So yeah. in tournaments, so they took some elite youth team sport athletes and they went away for like, you know, like a three-week tournament or something. Yeah, yeah. They found statistically they spent more time in bed and they slept longer, significantly longer. About a minute, a minute um, longer. One minute. About a minute longer. All right, so it's the, same, it's the same number, isn't it? If you sleep for six or seven hours. Oh, no, hours. no, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. That's, that's wrong. They slept for half an hour longer. All right, okay. I'll half give you that. Half an hour. Uh, that, that's 30, real. Sorry, yeah. 35 minutes plus or minus, minus 12 minutes. Yeah, okay. That's there you really... go. So, I mean, I know, I know with the, the British Olympic cycling team, one of the things they did is that wherever they were training, they used to take with them their mattresses, right? So they'd, all, they'd get used to sleeping on a certain type of mattress. And exactly that. Because if for kind of long distance and endurance athletes, basically you're always immunodeprived, right? You're always you're always basically knackered, and so all these little situ- things like you know sleep and all that um, really makes makes a difference. And so um, they uh, they would do things go to the extreme of actually taking around everyone's mattress. You'd have a mattress that said Nick on it, you know, and they drag it around to, in a, in a put it on the roof rack, exactly. pile of mat- <laughs> roof rack like some kind of cartoon. <laughs> wacky races one more thing that i want to bring up this isn't from that journal but this is um a study that a a company called inmotio did of how much contact players have with each other during a game Mm. and have you you know there's all these stats companies that measure how far players run and where they run and how many touches they get well there's, there's quite a lot of technology for this and basically they looked and they measured how much time player pairs spent in contact with each other during games. So they looked at the is, two teams. This and is COVID. They, this is COVID related. This is COVID related. This is, this is about passing passing disease during a game. Yeah, and they had sort of a metric. If you spend sort of more than a certain number of seconds within within 30, 30 centimeters of each other, you have a much higher chance of transmission. Mm. And basically, they found that. Two full seasons of matches in the Dutch league. In only 0.2% of matches, player couples were exposed to close contact for more than 30 seconds. So actually, the contact that players have with each other is very, very small during a game. Um, they did all kinds of things. It's crazy. The scatter plots. You know, they do it for different distances. Because- they, found, they found that the most time contact occurred was after goals when celebrating. Right. And standing around at corners. 
So right. they were kind of advising, oh, well, maybe during corners, players sh- should have a new rule to stand, you know, well, a metre apart. Is, is duration that you contact or frequency of duration the most important thing for passing a disease? They assumed that, but I couldn't. I actually had a look and I couldn't yeah. really find the data on that. I mean, it's logical, isn't it? And I think they must have been basing on something, but it was a company contracted report, so there were no citations. So oh, I couldn't citation of... needed. Exactly. But oh. anyway, there you go. Football and COVID. It's a complex, exciting and lucrative business.